0: welcome to two guys and a question between them alan creedy and danny jefferson have almost 100 years hands-on experience with funerals funeral directors finance and real life situations every tuesday and thursday they field questions for more than 1200 subscribers hoping to stimulate your thinking and resolve your challenges This is Alan Creeding. This is
1: Danny Jefferson.
0: So, Danny, today's question is is pre need a liability or an asset? What do you think?
1: Wow, that's going to be an interesting question. And I tell you, it's fun to go, as you and I did. We were at the National Funeral Director's Convention in uh, Nashville recently, and there were most every company out there that had the pre need insurance availability, and they were all good, they were all the best. They all had something better than the other person. And it just depends on who you're listening to, what you want to do. But you as a business owner need to understand that that company that helps you is important. But it's not near as important as the person that is at your location that's going to be
0: selling this. Well, I can echo that with the, with almost 30 years experience with Trust 100 Um that, that in individual salesperson is is critical. And you know, I found that, that if that person is selling below your at-need average, there are only two reasons. And one of them is they need more training. And the second is that they don't believe in funerals. And you can fix the first one. You need to let them go on the second one. They cannot be retrained. Right, and the best salespeople... And
1: even back in the day when I was with the former Lowen, and later Alderwoods group, mm-hmm. and there were 1,600 pre-need salespeople, and they called cemetery staff sale, pre-need sales yep. as well. But with 1,600, I had the number one, the number seven, and the number nine top salespeople yeah. in the company worked for me. And I was proud of that. Still am. But- Why were they better than everybody else? Well, we were focused on funeral pre-need as opposed to cemetery pre-need. Right. There's a little bit higher average ticket. Sure. But more importantly, we had a process that we used for many, many years, and that was to involve the at-need families with the pre-need staff.
0: I want to get into that with you, but let's first answer this question. I think we can give it a direct answer. Is pre-needed an asset or a liability? I think it's an asset. I I do as well. So what are most people doing today to build that asset value? Well, let's look back at it just quickly on the liability
1: part. It could be a liability if it's not done correctly. If it's not managed correctly. If you don't have the right person selling pre need and they're upsetting people in the community, if you don't have that right pre need provider that is not helping with getting the proper message into the community that you want to send as a business owner. Because the asset in this particular situation is the fact that it can obviously the biggest Biggest thing is
0: secure future business. Well, and that's an important point. Okay, uh, it's a lot like selling. If you're in the in the farming business, it's a lot like selling um, commodity futures. You're right. selling futures is right. what you're doing. So, as an asset, uh, my experience as a as a broker is that it has a direct impact on the level of risk. So, if you have a three year backlog of of pre need, it's going to improve. Your value. If you have a six-month backlog of pre-need, it's going to cause the, that value maybe to be slightly lower. Uh, so it's an asset in that respect. But there's another piece that I learned about in Trust 100. What's that? And it gets back to, this, to the person you have selling again. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier. And that is that you have to monitor. You have an obligation to yourself to monitor the level of – the comparison of your pre-need average sale – to your current at-need average sale. And do not let anybody tell you they're selling into the future. That's not what happens. So if I my average sale, let's say, in a funeral home at-need, is $5,500, excluding cash advances, I expect a minimum of $5,500 in pre-need. The truth of the matter is, experientially, it typically would be $6,000. i am making that up, but it's it wouldn't be far off. It would be more. Uh, pre-need tends to preserve... Uh, Value in in the funeral home. What happens though? And I know of one company, a third third party marketing company, that actually, when you look at their average sale, it is well below the current at need average. And so, people are really selling their future down. So if I'm a if I'm if I'm a buyer, I want to buy that funeral home, and I look at those. Pre needs, which I'm going to do during their due diligence, I say, Holy cow, those things are about $1,000 less than their current AT need. I know I got a problem in the future. Again, what? that's going to sit. So, so let's get down to the, the quality. You have to monitor, I believe you have to monitor the the comparison of your AT need average to your, and this is including cash advances, uh, your AT need and pre need average. Now, right. what you're talking about is in the quality and involving people. In, in the at-need side, let's talk about that because I think that's very important. What are some of the things that you expected your pre-need salespeople to do? Well, let's, let's go back to what you were just talking
1: about just briefly, that the company that you're looking to work with, you want to make sure that they are giving you those reports because the reports you just referred to today is your provider gives those to the locations.
0: Well, unfortunately, the provider gives you the the total value of the sale, which includes cash advances, you're going to have to look at the actual contracts. And quite frankly, I need to say this. I don't care what your state law says. I believe that you or a high-level member of your staff should be the only people signing those contracts. You should never let a third party sign the actual funeral contract itself. Oh, I agree. I agree 100% with that. So Now, having said that, I want to get into this because we got limited time. You, you really internally developed a way of generating sales, generating leads for your pre-need sales person based on the business you were already serving. And what happened there was the person not only was selling people you were already serving, they were selling people you weren't serving. So let's talk about how you did that. Well, the
1: best way that you can get a lead is sitting at the table at an at-need arrangement conference. And that you and your staff perform a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent of what you said you were gonna
0: do, price, services, and after the fact. So that gets to that gets to superior service, but one of the things you told me you did was you had you have a mechanism in each rearrangement conference and it's a it's a sheet of paper. What well, is
1: that sheet of paper? It's actually several sheets of paper, but it involves letting the family know what death certificates are for, while they need it, and now what, what they're it, needed things for. things you
0: need to know, or questions you need things to Things to remember. Things to remember, okay. So, and on it's, that a, form, it's a checklist
1: of, of items. Right, Social Security is one. It talks about it, gives them the 800 number. Yeah. It, the veterans. It's a, it's a resource sheet. In right, the, way, the veterans, and you're asking about death certificates, the right. veteran's information is on it. Then you have, what insurance policies do you have available? um prior to this i would have already asked did you and your husband ever pay for this ahead of time that you thought of or whatever um it's not a large problem but sometimes families particularly children don't know that their mom and dad had one so we may or may not have looked usually we look yeah you should probably look on anybody but yeah but that things to remember form would also have how many banks you deal with and how many pieces of property, is your name on and so forth.
0: So this is your mechanism for gathering additional or going deeper without seeming to pry. Right.
1: And it also tells you whether they can afford what they're buying. Right. So, when so where you did get, pre-need come to that? Right. When you get to the end of those death certificates. Now, one of the other features that we offer here is we have an aftercare program here. We don't charge for it. The and you're network. talking to the family now? Is that what you're I'm saying? I'm still talking to the family. Yep. And i talk mainly talking to the children. Ah. One of the largest objections a pre person gets, if this isn't handled this way, later on is they're going to get one of the children is going to call the funeral home. I want to know why you're calling my mother when it's just three weeks after the funeral, trying uh-huh. to sell her yeah. something. Mm-hmm. So what I do is we are going to call your mom. Right, we're going to see if she needs any more of these death so certificates. So you're setting it up. We're setting it up. We don't. We want to know if she needs any more death certificates. We're going to be letting her know that we're here for her. We're going to remind her of the Christmas service that we're going to have, or whatever the situation is. this is about is. your
0: aftercare program.
1: Ask her if she needs anything. Right. And I know that you two girls are from one of you is from Portland and the other one's from Texas. I want to let you know we're going to be calling your mom. But one of the things is because you two are not local, that at some point we need to prepare for that day that we need to speak to you about your mom. And we want to make sure your mom's arrangements are covered as well. And we'll make sure that whatever we do, we'll honor that for 90 days, 60 days, or whatever your company wants to do. It's amazing the number of
0: pre-needs we get in that way. And so you're basically setting them up. Everything setting them up. And and, and do you mention the, the, the counselor's name? or? Oh, yeah, name? absolutely. The counselor would have and met so the them ones, hopefully when the they came in the up.
1: door, the, the counselor when they came in the door, or whatever the situation so is.
0: Another thing that you told me you do is you have the prearrangement person present at the visitation or the funeral service or whatever, and, and do you introduce them at the time?
1: Every single chance that you can get that pre-need person to meet the family, you need to do it. And another way They're is even taking... They're not
0: visitation. They're there to be introduced.
1: Another way to do it is to get the register book back to the family the next day or two days or whatever you do. And let the pre person take it.
0: Oh, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, there's many ways to do it. Well, the answer to the question, it is an asset and it needs to be done right. You can do it and we can help. <laughs>
0: Remember to send your questions by clicking the link at www2 com. New questions are answered every Tuesday and Thursday at 422 p.m. Eastern Time.